Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys and girls. Welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast. Tim Williams on deck this week to take your questions. Coming from the SC Playbook subscribers. Let's get stuck straight into it ahead of NRL Supercoach Round 11. And it's a really good question and a really relevant one to my side, I suppose, from Reese, And he says, I'm stuck with Welch as my second front row forward as well. What's your plan with him and your front row forwards for the buys? Really good question because Welch is, you know, up until last week when he scored 35 in about 44 minutes, the minutes didn't drop too, too much on his norm. I was very happy with him just sitting there plugging away as my second front row forward next to Joe Tarpany, with an eye not to have him sort of long-term, but, you know, probably move him on before round 13. I really do just think it's front row forward's a bit of a barren wasteland, and it's just not a position that I I want to, I suppose, waste trades on. Like, I can see Welch tonight pumping out anywhere from 40 to 60, and realistically, he probably sits at about 45 on the dot. If he starts throwing a few offloads, you know, maybe he goes 50-plus, but... I've looked at all the options around him, and, and there's Corey Horsborough, who his four offloads from round nine look like a bit of an anomaly now because he's hardly offloaded this entire season. He had one last week, and he'd hardly offloaded since about round two before that. Prior to that, he'd averaged, to last week, he'd averaged about 71 minutes per game. He averaged, he played 62 minutes per uh, in the game last week against the Doggies. So, like, Certainly a solid pickup, but I'm like, oh, now it is around to that 600k mark. He's okay. Jack DeBellin also playing huge minutes. He's an outside chance for Origin, but you know had a try assist and a line assist that was given to him last week, which is a bit dodgy, but he got it. So good luck to him and, and owners. And again, around that about 590k mark, he, he's going well. But is he going to outscore sort of someone like Welch for that much more? Considering there's over 100k to go up to him. Anyway, what's my plan around front row forward? I think at this stage that I will just be holding on to to Welch as my second front row forward through until a good option emerges, and that might be it could be next week. It more likely I'll probably move him on round thirteen, I would imagine, and just to set to see who does come about there. I, I think Torhu Harris, to be honest, I like Torhu, and look. I, Wish the Warriors didn't have to buy next week because I'd be happy to get him this week. But if I were to go sort of welch to, to Torhu this week, it'd mean I'd have to play Stefano next week, which again, like, it's not a killer by any means because I just don't think you're making up ground or losing ground in that front row forward position. So 
I think probably Welch to, to Tor, who was as a second front rower, could be the play going forward with quality buy coverage. So that that's, I think, the, the way I'm looking at that position for the time being. Question from Matt Arundel, Reese Walsh, hold or sell? Another extremely great first two questions to start with because they're so relevant to my side. <clears throat> a lot of uh, Walsh owners still out there. I'll look at Walsh in a couple of ways. Firstly, I like the sell idea in that he's obviously got a couple of tougher matchups coming up. The Melbourne Storm down there tonight. Next week he has the Penrith Panthers at Suncorp. Now, I th- I would say he's more than likely to be able be available for round 13 as a gun buy round number. The concern is that he plays the Warriors over in New Zealand in round 13. The Broncos will be missing Carrigan, Haas, Cobbo, all these state of origin players, you know, potentially Capewell. The Warriors will be near full strength, so you know, what are the Broncos going to have to throw up there? So look, it really is three games that aren't great for him. That being said, Melbourne's defence hasn't been terrific this year. He's dropped 666k, break even 90, so you know, he could drop a bit more this, this week. I just I was at Magic Round last weekend and I watched the Broncos and Manly game and he looks so good. So I'm just tempted. I'm tempted to hold it. The, the big one is obviously him to Buller. Do you go him to Dream Buller? Now Again, I like Buller as a buy. He's averaging 52 to start his career, negative 32 break even, made 80k last week. My concern around Buller, and I said it a couple times on the podcast at the week, is that you're not buying him for round 13 by coverage, which is fine. Uh, so first and foremost, it makes him, I think, a really good, probably head-to-head buy. And that Walsh to Buller trade, it looks like a decent yeah head-to-head play. Overall play, the Tigers play round 16, which... You would imagine would be thereabouts when he's peaking in price. He might peak a little bit before that, but you're probably holding him for that round 16 buy coverage, which is six weeks of having one of your two key fullback slots going to the rookie Tigers fullback, which I don't love the idea of. So, look, I have absolutely no knock on the Buller buy, and I have no knock on the Walsh sell. It's a trade I'm considering myself to free up a bit of coin for my other trade, which we'll get to later. However... Look, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit on the fence with both of those, so trying to work it out still myself. Question from Josh. Hey, mate, which do you prefer? Welch to Hunt slash Edwards or Ellie Cattell to Max Fenai? Need the cash to go to Ruve to Cody. Other option is Preston to Cody. So to break that down sort of relatively quickly, and we can cover some key players this week, spoke about Welch. I did have a look at Harrison Edwards. Ugh, feels a bit gross to say. No knock on Harrison Edwards, just a bottom dollar bench front rower from the Doggies. Note that Chris Patolo, who the Doggies quite like, returns this week for his first game of the season through New South Wales Cup. So I just, I, I'm not sure that the minutes are going to be there for Edwards. He, he played 62 minutes back in round six, his first game of the year, scored 36 points. All in base, to be fair. 58 minutes against the Dragons with 44 points and 46 in base. Good numbers, to be fair, there. But I don't think he'll be getting those sort of minutes going forward. And I think his spot in the team won't be great. And unfortunately, I just I use this a lot, but screams of front row forward, cheapy plotter. So I I did look at him, though. Roycey Hunt. Royce always seems to come into the conversation, but 
he's never really been that that relevant, has he? I, the the Sharkies have way too many forwards. So what is he? Three ten k break even ten. 39 last week, 47 the week before. I look, doesn't play round 13. Offers round 16 and 19 coverage, however, off the top of my head, I, I don't believe the Sharks will be missing any forwards to origin duty. And they also, you know, in the middle rotation, they've got Fanukan who can play big minutes, Cam McInnes. So what have we got? Rudolph's out, Hammond, ULA's out. Even with them out, though, his minutes haven't been the best, have they? So I don't love that. Max Fienai, I think he's the third most trading player this week. 234k, negative 27 break even. I just think his job security is terrible. I, I, I would be surprised if Lomax was out for much more than this week. And I think he slots straight back into that side. Honestly, I still haven't seen a lot of news around Tauto Moga and how bad his shoulder injury is, but he won't be far from returning either, I believe. So I I don't actually love Fenai as a buyer this week. So where does that leave us? Leaves us said I don't love either of the trades. If I was going to do one, you say you need the cash to go true to Cody. Based on the fact that I said, you know, that front row forward isn't a place to target, if Welch is your bench front rower and you've got two solid starting ones, maybe you can just go Welch to Edwards. If the Doggies have a few injuries or Edwards plays his way in some decent minutes, if it frees up that money to get to Cody and you want Cody, then I'd probably go with that. Just, you know what, I'll take that back already. (laughs) Don't love them much too much, but... Welch to Hunt. At least Hunt will get decent minutes. His job security is reasonable with a couple of middles out long term. So probably Welch to Hunt. But again, if you have to play Hunt in your front row, I'd be looking to alternate trade options. Ooh, Rowan, mate, is going Hosking to Ponga to row your move. My thoughts is to chase ceiling and make 130k. I mean, it's a great Titans matchup this week who... Obviously, attack, they've been brilliant, but they've been brilliant in attack for about five years, to be fair, and defensively is not their go. Sharkies into Manly. I Look, I just think, what's he got? Break even 62, which is fine. He's 440k. Jeez, he's cheap. Dual 5'8", fullback. <laughs> I see the temptation. We always see the temptation with Caelan Palmer, but look, I also think he plays State of Origin, so... He was no good last week. Sorry, the week before against Parramatta. But look, back your gut. If you think he'll come back and fire, happy days. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be overly interested in KP just yet with Origin looming. Guys, each and every week now, a, uh, a very important message, and that is around having a punt and getting out of control a little bit with it. Uh, and it's there is help out there available with Gareth White and the team at CCAL. That is C E C A L. Honestly, it's I mentioned I think last week for anyone who listened, but there there'd be having sat down with Gareth and having a coffee with him and chatting about sort of people that have come and reached out to him for for a bit of help. They've all sort of said that they they've walked past signs that have had uh, the sequel sort of logos on them and offering help and a million times or, or they've heard it on this podcast a handful of times and they've sort of said you know oh, yeah that's me but I don't want to do it I don't want to do it I don't want to take that step because either 
you know, they can't quite admit they've got a problem with gambling or whatever's going on. And then once they reached out and they took that step, they just said it was a weight of the world off their shoulders. He's a lovely fella, his whole team. It's a great team there. And like myself in, included in the terms of I'm not in that position, but I, I'll sit there over a weekend and I'll be on the on the nags, on the punt. And you go, I'll be having a punt at Flemington and then I'll be going at Ramwick and just going, you know, $5 hit, $5 hit. And it's all good and well, and like you're not betting much, but by the end of the day, all of a sudden you're 0 from 20, and then you're trying to chase your losses at at, at Ascot in over in WA. You know how it is. We, we, plenty of us have been there, so absolutely nothing wrong with reaching out and getting a bit of help for if you do think your, your bank account's looking a bit short because you're putting too much into the pun each week, whether it be footy, cricket, horse racing, whatever it might be. So, guys, reach out to Gareth. Flick them a message on Instagram. It's obviously completely private and confidential at Seacle Gambling. That is C-E-C-A-L Gambling. Otherwise, guys, give them a buzz on 02-9559-4013. Jump into the articles on our website. All that information is there. There's also an email for Gareth, so uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Guys, question from... Where are we at now? Sammy. Thoughts on Totola. Also, is Peachy still a buy? Totola, I hadn't had a great look at him, to be honest. What's he played? Only a handful of games this season due to injury. 434k, break even 51. Possibly some additional minutes over the origin period. Uh, round 13, the Bunnies play there. I, I shoot, pretty stacked pack the Maroons. Rashim Jairo probably slots in there somewhere, which will benefit him. Cam Murray out as well. Will be for origin, I should say. Hmm. Look, he really does need the minutes. Last two weeks, minutes of 45 and 34 for scores of 49 and 34. Pretty well every game this year, he's gone bang on a point per minute. So if he can get up to 50 minutes, even he might average about 50. That As the minutes increase, the PPM generally goes down a little bit as well. So look, I, I think there's better buyers. Peachy, yeah, look, I, I still think he's a decent buy. Yeah, 338K. He's risen 50 grand so far, break-even of zero. Back-to-back scores of 54 and 50. Really been quite solid. He's had base of 31 and 28 the past two rounds. Yeah, I, I still like the peaches by end. He's about to get dual 2RF CT dub positioning next week. You beauty. That is great news and really, really helps him as a uh, buy candidate. So, yep, get him in. Why not? Another another front row forward cheapy question. There are so many of them, and it's because we're on the same boat. There's just anyone who's locked into really, really solid front row forwards this season hasn't had to chop and change them. Happy days. That is a real win for you because I know it's been a problem area for myself included. And it's from Jakey asking, thoughts on Moali to Josh Kerr. Currently have Horse, Gilbert, Moali, and Pelé in front row forward. Josh Kerr plays round 13-14, and he's dual. I love Josh Kerr. I think he's a gun, but... Unfortunately, Anthony Griffin tends to probably not agree with me that much because while he picks him, you know, he's played every game this season, minutes are so limited. He's a bit of a, a PPM beast. He goes at 1.42 per game. So he's 376k, break even nine. A bit of cash incoming. As you said, good sort of uh, draw. So last two weeks, 35 minutes and 36 minutes for a base of 41 and 45. Scores of 53, 55. He, I just don't know what his minutes are going to be. Like, He's played 21 minutes a couple of times this season. He's played sub... The last two weeks for the first time, he'd played over 30 minutes. 
and geez, PPM's good. Uh, he's a bit of an awkward price at 376k. Honestly, I, I just couldn't trust Hook. He, like, he could be dropped next week. Nothing would surprise me with that bloke. So if he keeps up those 35 to 40 minutes, if he can even push to 40, he'd be great. But I'd, I'm not sure it will happen. Question from Luke Turner. Now that you have met Homer in person, do you think he's the full quid or have the paint fumes finally caught up to him? Homer, met him on the weekend at Magic Round. Absolute pleasure it was. Really, really cracking fella. SC Playbook, diehard. Super coach, diehard. Super, uh, super storm diehard. Uh, unfortunately, mate, he, Lukey, I hate to let you down, but he's he's the full quid homer. He's a good man. Question from Jack: Which second rails you aiming to have for the run home? Other than for feeder, there seems to be question marks over most of the guns. There does, and I think Cam Murray, who just cannot really jag many attacking stats this season. I think he should hopefully be pretty cheap coming out of the origin period. I think he'll play reduced minutes over that period, especially if the bunnies are still flying and sitting high up on the ladder. So Cam Murray is one that I cannot wait to get into my side, uh, to be honest. Question from Bevan. Peachy, Taruva, or Croker as last reserve? Oh, gee whiz. I mean, I may have the same question. Bev... I don't really like the the Roosters game for Penrith, who the Roosters been really disappointing in attack, but their defence has been pretty good this season. So Parramatta, on the other hand, their defence is pretty ordinary. It's, it's okay, I should say. But so yeah, I oof, I think it's going to be Croak. I, I think the Raids can hopefully put a, a few points on Para down in Canberra, kicking goals looked alright. I'd, I'd probably go with Croker there, but he's a very tough one. Question from Joe. Hey, mate, sit v start. Rhetoric here. Play Sale or Stefano. Uh, much to the margin. It's very, very similar. I would probably go harm Sale just because... Uh, and don't don't kill me, Tigers fans. I know you're back-to-back, but if the Bunnies do get out to a bit of a lead in this one, which is every possibility, let's call a spade a spade, you know, maybe like with Origin Looming, Cam Murray, Jai Arrow get reduced minutes and you see Harm continue to play big minutes and even get some additional ones. So, you know, if they do as well, maybe you can juggle for a try. In saying that, the, the Tigers' middles defensively have been pretty solid and, you know, it's been tough scoring against them. So that's a, not a lot in it, but I'd probably go Sale. And do I reserve Peachy or Boyd? I think Tanner Boyd against the, the Knights has got to be the play there. Question from Jai. Hey, mate. How important is it to have the positions of hooker, halfback, and fullback? I only have Walsh out of those positions that play the bye at the moment. How does the best 13 work for the bye rounds? Uh, so quick one there. Essentially, round 13, 16, 19, the three major bye rounds, only your top 13 scoring players from your entire squad will count towards your score that week. So if you have 16 players or 17 players, it won't really benefit you. It'll benefit you in the sense that you know, your four lowest scores would drop out. So you'd be in for a good score that way, don't get me wrong, but you certainly wouldn't tear your side apart. I think if you can aim to get 13, 13 should be the aim players for those weeks, and I will be aiming for probably 14, just to have a bit of security, a bit of insurance, I suppose you'd call it, for, for the lowest score to drop out there, especially if you probably do have a few cheapies in there that there's every likelihood of getting a 15 or a 20, but I think if you can aim for 13 to 14, you're pretty sweet. Importance of having hooker, halfback, and fullback, 
look, we're going to have a good chat on the SC Playbook podcast next Tuesday about the notion of holding Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines throughout the, the origin period. And look, the reality is that there are a lot of good fullbacks like Latrell Mitchell, you know, potentially even Reese Walsh, who, who could play origin, and a bunch of others of who, you know, you could have no fullbacks. You could have no hookers. Harry Grant up there as well. Look, the buy period is the buy period. It's you try and get good numbers on deck. You try and have a strong side, but it's not the be all and end all. So if you are running no halfbacks and no say hookers or no halfbacks and no fullbacks through that period, it's again I wouldn't be tearing my side apart for it. Question from Maddie is Munster a holdover state of origin, considering using my last boost trade in D bags for Isaiah Katoa and AJ for Meany. Alternatively, can just trade Munster to D bags. So, really, really good question. Uh, sorry, really, really good article from Jay Schubert on the SC Pack website this week. I alluded to it across the podcast this week, but really extensive, deep dive into buy planning for 2023. And if you scroll down to the bottom of it, there is a, a section on the origin players that are impacted, and it breaks it down into, I'll read it out, through the eight rounds, Sorry, he speaks about how impacted the origin players will be. And he's got players from clubs that will play five games over origin, four games, and three games. So the Eels, for example, if you have Junior Bolo, he would miss round 13, 16, 19, which Parramatta play due to origin, but then Parramatta also buys in between in that period. So he would play a maximum of three games. So Parramatta origin players sells. Not that there are probably going to be too many of them. Maybe Ryan Madison will be a big one. Um, anyway, back to Cam Munster. He's in that category of five games. And the Storm are going okay, but you know they're not sitting sky high like they have in past seasons where they've been able to rest players like Grant or Munster or, or their key origin players. So, yeah, Munster, as far as the draw goes, it's friendly to Melbourne and it's friendly to Cam Munster. So you can make a case to hold him. I, you know, I'm not an owner, so I, it's, I think it's only a decision you can make. I still think he's probably a sell over that period, but if as far as the schedule goes, Melbourne have been gifted it in terms of the origin players. Question from A, Ford to Tappany, not super keen trading a buyer player for a buyer player though. The two weeks off for Ford sucks, thanks. If your squad is all right, I'd hold Ford. I I thought he's looked really, really good the past few weeks. Had a few things go against him with, what was there, concussion, uh, sin binning. 44 and 50 minutes against Penrith. Prior to that, 56 and 80 minutes against the Roosters. 67 against 80 against Melbourne the week before that. He's playing good footy. So as long as you can cover him well enough the next two weeks, I'd be holding Jackson Ford and... What's he at? 510k? Uh, it would have been a sneaky buy, but probably a little bit too expensive to buy him for round 13 down the track. But yeah, I, I think he's a hold. Question from Dr. DSP. More of a general question. At what point do you stop focusing on cash generation? We're about a third of the way through the season now. Great question. And I'm getting there right now because I'm happy with the cash I have generated. I mean, look, it could be round 20 and there could be just a gun cheapy that's about to make a ton of cash that you still would buy like you never completely ignore cash gen no matter how well your site is set up but 
That's the conundrum I'm in this week with Reese Walsh, who's likely to drop a bit of cash, Dream Buller, who's set to make a bunch of cash, but because I'm happy with my squad and my, my cash gen thus far, I'm like, well, do I sell a gun in in Reese Walsh who, who can ton up for me, even with a tough draw, for a Dream Buller who, as I said before, will, he'll make good cash and, and he's a fine buy and... You know, four or five weeks ago, I'd, I'd be locking in that cash gen for sure. But I'm starting to go, you know what? I'm I'm going to take the point. So that's I'm right on the precipice of when I turn that focus from cash gen to points. But, you know, give it two, two weeks or three weeks, provided the side's going well enough, I think I will have made that flip to the points focus. Question from Kirk. Thoughts on Flegler or Peach for a welt? Brackets won't have to play either, so that's key. Downgrade to fund to to AJ. Oh, I love that. I wish I was in that boat. I just can't quite sneak that in. But I think Welch, Welch to Peach, I would be going. And then to to AJ, sweet. Great trade. <laughs> Tom Flegler's one that interests me, I've got to say. he 378k, break even 20. Minutes the last three weeks of 47, 50, and 51. He played that 24 minutes against the Raiders where I believe he had a concussion, I think it was, 10 points. So he, he's bottomed out in price. The minutes are there. He's likely to be available for round 13 and, and barring injuries probably won't play Origin. So he gives you that, that round 13 coverage where Hassan Carrigan are going to be out. He's a good footballer. He's got a decent offload on him. We haven't seen it a lot this season, but it is there. So Flegler's one that I, I think a Welch to Flegler trade. I, I don't mind it. Again, with all these probably sub four four fifty k front rowers, well sub four hundred k front rowers. Let's say you wouldn't really want to be playing them in your side or relying on it at this point. But I think yeah, I think he's a pretty decent buy and one that with a break into twenty one that I'll probably off more for next week. But yeah, not against it at all. But of those two, I think I prefer Peachy. Alrighty, let's pump out some quick fire ones uh, to get through it. Deadly JMO, I'm running Walsh and Teddy. Are we get so am I, mate? Are we getting Buller and who for? I only traded Teddy in last week. I also did that. I think I got him in the week before. At this stage, I'm holding Walsh and Teddy. I'm definitely holding Teddy. That the Jags next week. I think he's ready to. Like he's he's done nothing the last two two weeks and scored sixty odd points. So I think I'll hold Teddy to around thirteen. Question from CC. Thoughts on Jaden Sewer? Thoughts on Jaden Sewer are that I haven't actually looked at Jaden Sewer, so probably a bad time to be doing quick fire. Jaden Sewer, break even 45, 522k. He, he's bottomed out a little bit. What's he got? He had a 24 minute game for 26 back in round five against the Finns. Outside of that, he's an 80 minute man. Three round average of 56. Solid, but at 2RF, I think there's better buys available than, uh, than Jaden Sewer. Question from Rob. Timico, looking great. Plays 13 in the difficult 14. 2% owned. Can you talk me out of him? I can't talk you out of him, but I can say my, my personal thoughts on him. Solid buy. Great base. Decent money incoming. I, I said last week that he didn't have a great ceiling. Well, he turned up. 119 points. It was his first super coach ton in his career, and he played unreal. So... Basing thirty six, which is yeah, outstanding. I just I, I still I stick by it. I don't think the outside backs at the Raiders have the ceilings of a lot of other CT dubs. This week, for example, I think AJ has a huge ceiling. Definitely doesn't have the base of what uh, 
Timiko has, but I sort of would lean towards AJ. But yeah, mate, I can't talk you out of that. Question from Anthony Ross. If selling Turbo or Teddy to Buller, which one would you do? Tommy didn't look good last week. Still scored 80 in a very well-beaten side. If you had to get rid of one of them, probably... What are they... What have Manly got? Manly have got the Sharkies this week, which is tough. And then the Raiders at GIO. And then the Knights, Round 13, which Turbo's probably playing Origin. Uh, Teddy, like, I'm not convinced Turbo plays Origin 1, to be honest. It, it, sorry, I've said to be honest about a thousand times. Try and stop doing that. Teddy, Panthers and Dragons. Look, I would sell Tom Trebojevic of the two. Question from John Taruva to Val, Sloan to AJ, worth it. Need to use two trades to fund cash. I wouldn't be buying Val as a head-to-head player. He's got two great matchups coming up, but let's face it, the Cows have been very good this season. And speaking of that, yeah, the Cowboys, so in that Origin player chat, the Cowboys don't have the best schedule for Val. He'll miss what he'll, he'll be available for, for four games over that extended origin period. So I think Val, I'll be looking to sell Val around 13. So if you're head-to-head, true to Val, so AJ, sweet, pretty red-hot trades there. Guys, let's get stuck into my trades for the week. Now, one of them will be <clears throat> Alamotte or Alamotti or Taruva to Alex Johnston. I just love the upside of Alex Johnston. I don't own any Rabbitohs players. It's it's not killing me, but it's killing me watching them and not having a, a slice of the pie because they're putting on all these attacking stats and I've got none of them. So I want Alex Johnston. I think he's bottomed out and plays around 13 and I just the Bunnies have a great draw, so I'm locking and loading him. Ideally, I'll be settling Alamotti and holding Taruva, but the extra sort of 50-odd K there might come in substantial, depending on what my second trade is now. My second trade, I've mentioned it a million times, but eyeing a potential Walsh to Buller move. I don't feel great about it. I'm trying to find the, the what would it be? So if I went Alamotti, I'd need to free up 200K elsewhere because I've got 50K in the bank leading into that move. So, look, it might end up being Walsh to Buller. What else am I eyeing? For, for a glittering moment, I was looking at like Stefano down to... To Harrison Edwards, but I was like, oh, I don't feel great about that for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, outside of that, I'm, I'm not really... I've got a few options on how I can free up the cash, but uh, that's that's on the cards at this stage. My sit V starts this week pretty straightforward. So my CT dubs like Manu, Valholmes, Toto and Garrick. So then I'd have Alex Johnston on my bench. My bench would be Teddy, Johnston, Cleary, Fafita. In two weeks' time, throw forward. I think Harry Grant to Reese Robson will be a great trade, one that I was a little bit tempted on this week, but if it freed up enough cash to do the AJ trade, I would have, but it didn't, so I'm like, you know what, I'll hold Harry through to round 13. Hardly, Hardly a bad thing there. Has a good record against the Broncos. So, yeah, that's where we're sitting at at this stage. Uh, so I'm sitting guys like Sonny Luke, Stefano, Pele. I'll be playing Welch and Tapene up front. Sitting Peachy, Schuster, Taruva, Crossland, Alamotti. That, uh, that's where we're at. But obviously, still need to lock in that second trade and what that'll exactly be. So plenty, especially with the 
I love when the first game of the week, the Thursday night, doesn't really impact your trades because it gives you a whole other day to assess them. But Melbourne Broncos, it's very you know, significant and relevant to my Supercats trading this week. So I've got a lot more work to do this afternoon around that. Captains, I'm leaning towards Nico Hines against Manly, who, you know, they're not weakened a lot, but they're missing Jake Chaboyevich, who heart and soul of that side, 50-odd tackles in the middle each week, and I think we saw how much they missed him there. So with him out, I think Nico can bounce back and leaning towards him. And my VC, I think I'll be going Alex Johnston on the sting against the Tigers, him or Val Holmes, so I think probably VC Alex Johnston. Right, guys, that is it for the SC Playbook question and answer podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed and got a little bit out of it. Have an absolute crack over a weekend and good luck in Supercoach. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 